Let's just come back to our breath. <clears throat> Bringing our attention to the breath and just observing the breath flowing in and out to your body. And allowing this breath to reach each cell, every molecule, every atom in your physical body. Imagining all your cells breathing as you inhale and relaxing and softening as you exhale. And allow yourself as you breathe to sink down your awareness, to travel down in your body, into your hips, into your legs, into your feet. And then through your feet, into the ground, through your roots. And imagine your energetic roots going down into the earth, all through the rocks, the soil, the waters into the center, into the core of the Mother Earth, the Divine Goddess. And feel yourself anchored there in the heart of the Earth. Giving ourselves permission to be held by the Earth and to receive her nurturing, loving energy as we inhale. And to release all that is not serving us as we exhale back into the earth. And just taking some purifying breath. And I invite you to bring your awareness and lift it from the earth back into your body, up into your chest, into the throat, into your head, and out through the crown of your head, reaching up, imagining an energetic cord from the top of your head, reaching up towards the sun, towards the sky, and through the sun, through our central sun, into the heart of the galaxy, into a crystal star. And we anchor there. just inviting our higher selves to be present in this space, in this circle, at this table, inviting our ancestors, the representatives of light, inviting our galactic families, you know, future selves to guide us through bring through any messages.
And just breathe into that, receiving this alignment, this connection. And I invite you to bring your awareness all the way down back into your body, into your physical heart, feeling into your heart space. Maybe you want to put your hand on your heart or just tune into your heartbeat. And just coming into your center. Just feeling this connection between your heart and the heart of the earth and the heart of the universe as one heart. And from this space, allow yourself to expand into the four direction of north, east, west, and south. And we are welcoming the guardians of the directions into this space. Thank you for gracing us with your presence. Please guide us and protect this space. And just visualize a rainbow colored light shooting from our hearts into all directions, connecting us with all hearts of love and light. feeling into this rainbow bridge of light connecting all hearts all around this planet and we invite a rose gold color flame into this space into this circle to illuminate this space and to expand beyond our circle, beyond our physical location, all around the earth, all around the planet. And we pray that we be clear channels and pure vessels for any messages for today that will come through in service of uplifting and awakening the collective human family and supporting this journey of transition and awakening. We are grateful to gather in this space today. Thank you for all who are present to grace us in this space. Thank you for technology, for connecting us. Thank you for this platform to share our message, our energy. Just taking another deep breath and widening your hearing, becoming aware of all the sounds around you. And just calling yourself back into this present moment now.
whenever you're ready, just opening your eyes. Hmm. Welcome, beautiful sisters. Thank you so much for coming. We are truly today an international circle. <laughs> Hi, Anna, sisters. So good that you are joining us. Hello, hello, hello. We just finished with the meditation. So perfect timing. And you were obviously connected to our space already. We were including you in the opening prayer. Yeah, so thank you so much. This is this is such a dream comes true for me to together in this uh, in these spaces from all around the world, you know, to amplify the same message. So I'm very excited to to share with you today. And our, our topic today is shadow work and what is shadow work, why you should do shadow work and what are the benefits of shadow work, how it can change your life so on and so forth and i think this is like so such a perfect timing for this topic so i'm looking forward to hear all your um, offerings and all your perspectives uh, i'm just gonna start just with a tiny bit of introduction into the shadow aspect and giving a little bit my perspective to start the conversation and then we're just gonna give the stick to each other and and we all contribute to to this um, space so um, for me, shadow really is uh, the unconscious part of myself where I hold, you know, the, the pain, the darkness, the trauma, and the, the aspect of myself what I'm like in denial of or ignorant of or feeling separate from or the part of me that I do not identify with. So uh, I always tell people that good, good way to identify shadow is that when you say, I am not like that, now that is your shadow. So when we say, for sure, it's not like me at all. Uh, that's the good point to start, you know, connecting with our shadow. And uh, why, why, how did I get into this shadow work? It was really catalyzed by my own suffering and discomfort. And, and, and the awareness when I was 18 years old and I was in such a victim state, it was like my life really sucks and how, why are that, all these things happening to me and other people are happy. And I just came to this awareness that, wow, how, how is that possible that th these things keep happening to me and not others? You know, it has to, like, I have to be part of creating this because what is the chance that the same thing keeps happening to me and not to other people so that was really a turning point for me when I started to really go within and look inside myself and say hey why I'm you know keep repeating the same mistakes uh, even though that is exactly the opposite of what I truly desire so um shadow the 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 reason you know why I started to do this work is was the realization that there is this aspect of me that I didn't even call shadow at the time that keeps me in suffering, you know, that perpetuates pain in my life that I become aware <laughs> that is being recreated and that didn't feel good. So that was what, you know, really pushed me into this like self-discovery and healing and going deeper in that and, and finding my own answers and finding the solutions and, and really, um, 
I think if I want to give just a really short definition of shadow work, for me, it would be making the unconscious conscious, like bringing the light of awareness to those aspects that is a blind spot that is like I'm ignorant of. And, you know, good, good way to do that is to look at the mirrors that other people are holding, but we're going to discuss that for sure. And, uh, and so it's really like a like a type of this integration of this shadow aspect so the bringing it back into that wholeness by becoming aware of it and uh, and the reason why i'm doing this and i think it's important to do that simply is because it brings me happiness so it's like you want to be happy everybody wants to be happy and you're not happy when you are in pain when you are suffering and uh, so it's, it's very practical for me, you know, I, I want to be happy, I want to feel good in my skin, in my life, in, in who I am, with who I am, and, and what I'm doing here. So, you know, that's really a big, big part of me, um, the, the, the reason and the motivation and the inspiration that is behind it. So, yeah, I'm going to just give you the stick to, uh, to Alex and then we go to like Carmel and Bonnie and Anna and back to me and so on and so forth. Unless you really, you know, want to connect to somebody, share and then you just either raise your hand or just come off mute and say, I really want to share now because it's connecting to this and that's perfectly fine as well. So putting the stick in them, uh, Alex. Thank you, Nina, and thank you everyone for being here. Um, it was nice to drop in with you guys beforehand and get to know you a little bit. Um, so shadow work, wow, has really changed my life in so many ways. And like Nina, it came from my need of my own healing. Um, I was really integrated in the Western approach to healing PTSD and childhood trauma and a lot of grief, and it didn't resonate with me. There was this lack of soul, this lack of understanding of, of what we can't see and touch. So, but that's where the shadow work started. And then of course that led me down to this path that there's gotta be another way. There has to be a deeper understanding of things. And so of course that's when I found, I guess, for lack of better words, my spiritual awakening. And it's just been <laughs> developing and snowballing since then. But shadow work, you know, the way I connect to it, it used to be inner child healing. And now over the past few years, more than ever, there's really been this deep integration of soul and karma and how our shadow work really, depending on what our family has been through, because we carry that ancestral trauma. And for me, there's quite a bit of ancestral trauma that have really, has really just blocked not just me, but all the women in my family, all the men in my family, there's been a lot of sickness, cancer, death, uh, substance abuse, homelessness, just a lot of the really dark, deep narratives. And so shadow work for me and, and the women that I work with, because a lot of the clients that come to me are people who, who have a lot of deep ancestral karma. It manifests, of course, in this lifetime as the inner child, you know, and, and there's usually a lot of childhood trauma when we're young, but it goes even deeper than that when it's quite heavy. And dare I say the word karmic curses and block it and really deep blockages that just can continue to just like toxicity, just like this dark serpent, just slither through like family lineages and continuing on into the future. And so shadow work really, when you, when you deepen the understanding of it and how you're shifting karma, when you heal these things on a deep cellular 
past energetic like Shen level and really showing up and integrating it. And of course, I think one of the big parts of shadow work that in the beginning when I, I first started integrating it into my life and then as well as with the women that I work with, I there was one element that was missing that's really come in the last couple of years and it's been the most transformative and it's spiritual practice. You know, so it's going deeper than the journaling, deeper than the processing, but it's doing things like chanting and tracing and praying and putting down offerings and really getting to the soul of it, you know, and understanding that the soul is the boss. So when we get to heal our soul, all the other things, they're not these, this big dark cloud over our heads. And I think that that's really what shifts in life when we start to do the shadow work with this understanding is that our healing, our process, it's not, it's not a constant existential crisis. <laughs> I mean, maybe sometimes, depending on how many times we need to learn a lesson, um, but it just becomes this beautiful way of life. And especially when you begin to integrate that shadow, when you begin to let go of the shame and the guilt and have the deep compassion for yourself that yes, okay, we are star beings and aliens and all the things, but we're human. <laughs> like, you know, for me, really understanding and healing the shadow is healing our humanness and living from a place of soul, understanding of soul and then using our spiritual tools and, you know, our all the things in our toolbox and all the medicines and all the things to be good at being human, not avoiding it, but being good at it. <laughs> so shadow work, like I could sit here for, I'm going to pass the stick because like, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but I could just keep going right now because it's just such a powerful thing. It affects just like every area of our lives. So, so yeah, thank you, Nina, for opening this conversation. You're right. It's absolutely so needed right now everyone's shadow is out all the ego all the projections all the like this isn't about me <laughs> like or this isn't about them <laughs> so um thank you for the divine timing of this per usual and just thank you for you and your beautiful flower crown that represents so much i love you <laughs> stick in the middle <laughs> thank you thank you love passing the stick to carmel <laughs> You're muted. You're still muted, love. Oh, there you go. Perfect. So I love listening to everyone, um, even though I've only just heard two of you, because um, the correlation and the integration of the overlap, depending on what our modalities are. But for me, the, the first time I was introduced to the shadow was when I was about five years old watching Peter Pan and Peter Pan lost his shadow in Wendy's in the children's room and um, he came back to find his shadow and, and he needed to sew it on and and I think that was a real eye-opener for me weirdly because I was like oh we all have this shadow that follows us around um, and if we lose that what, what does that mean? It means the sun's not shining. Something really is missing. So this idea of um, we need the sun to experience the shadow. So a lot of times in, in my own work, people come to me and they're, they're very much about, I've got to get rid of the shadow, I've got to get rid of it. And there's this construct about um, how our bad side or our negative side 
um, we shouldn't have it. And again, that's the shadow talking in and of itself. So yin and yang, up and down, black and white, good and bad, it's like the balance. So for me, when, when I do the work, which is bilateral in and of itself, both hemispheres are being ignited in EMDR, is that we're not trying to rid ourselves of, of anything. We're trying, not even trying, we're learning how to integrate the seeming not negative and the seeming positive and drawing them together. And Nina obviously said it beautifully at the beginning, making the unconscious conscious, which is one aspect of shadow. Another aspect, of course, is people are conscious of their shadow or some parts of it and very shamed by it or have been shamed. So they regress or they suppress or they avoid or they compartmentalize or dissociate or whatever we do with it. And how to bring it back in and have a relationship with the shadow that is not always easy and it is always valuable. So I always think about night following day, night following day, night, they're so in, they're so interrelated. Um, and I know that we all know this. So I'm not saying anything that anyone doesn't know. It's just how we integrate it into our own work. Most important thing for me is not to shame the shadow. The shadow in a way is impartial, like in Peter Pan. It's impartial, but it's what we project onto it as either positive or negative or good or bad. And, and that's about bringing it into the light. And of course, when we bring it into the light, where does the shadow go? But it doesn't mean it's not there. It just means it's somewhere within and integrated and transmuted. Um, so for me, triggers are arrows inwards. So when people come to me and they're saying, oh, my trigger is this and my trigger is that, and that triggers me and that triggers me. Well, that's what we're going to work on, obviously, because that's where their pain body is. That's where their pain lives. But in my experience is the, the mind will not go where it's not ready to go. So a lot of people are very afraid that we're going to uncover and, and they're not going to be ready for this terrible, possible, hidden trauma. And I know that it's like everything in life. Until we're ready, it won't, it won't uncover itself. And when it's ready, when the person is ready, the time is right, then it starts to come up to be worked through, to be integrated. And I really love that about my work is that they might fear it, but I know with my heart that they won't go anywhere that they, they can't go, that they're not able to get to. And, and that's a really powerful thing that the shadow doesn't overwhelm them either. Um, so was there anything else? No, I feel right now that that feels good. And, and is it Bonnie that I'm passing it? passing the stick to with gracious love Bonnie over to you thank you Carmen thank you sisters it's already so deep and so rich and so enriching um so the way that I see the shadow is it's it's the place where the light's not shining because something's obstructing it fear trauma in, in essentially ego stuff, so egoic constructs. 
And so, uh, you know, what came up for me and what's been coming up a lot again lately is the uh, archetype of Ganesha, uh, who, who is the remover of obstacles, but is also the one who puts the obstacle there. <laughs> and there's this whole idea of getting out of our own way. And so when it comes to shadow work and my own personal journey with shadow work, it was about getting out of my own way um, and understanding that, uh, you know, there was nothing actually to fear. And so I had to learn to embrace the shadow, like Karma was saying, you know, um, where we, we don't want to shame the shadow. But for so long in my journey, I did shame the shadow. I was very ashamed of, uh, you know, anything that, that made me less than perfect in, in my own eyes. And eventually I began getting triggered, of course, by, by others and things that I didn't like in them. And lo and behold, once I started doing shadow work, came to find out that those were actually the things I didn't like in my myself. And I was able to finally shine the light of my highest self there into those shadow places to illuminate them and to learn to see them and just love them and allow them. And then as I, as I did that, uh, and shine the light of my highest self on them, they just, the shadows just automatically illuminate and therein lies the integration and the return to wholeness. That's a good start for me. Yeah. Thank you, sister. I hold to that. Anna, my love, giving this to you. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you, sisters. Yeah, everybody covered it, you know, you guys nailed it. <laughs> um, to add to all these beautiful things that everyone has said, I, I, I have a different, a little different view on the shadow work and that is that people get stuck in a loop with it and it's hard for them to get out of this loop and they dwell on the shadow and everything's shadow and everything's oppressing and like, ah, oh, and it's so much like, um, you know, like beating yourself up and it's just like this, oh, and, and, uh, and what I've learned with working with the medicine is, how we can flip that really easy that we don't have to stay in that uh, space that we can choose to have the joy and we can choose to be happy and choose the love and then with the grandmother medicine i'm learning so much her compassion and her love that she has for us and she shows us these shadow parts but she does it with compassion and gentleness and so there's this huge side for me with you know a lot like what bonnie was saying is like shining your higher self shining that light on it and and uh and and flipping it you know okay here's these shadows here's these things we need to work on and we all do and it's all really good stuff but like reinforcing it with the positive and with the self-love and okay what do we love about ourselves and uh and really put a lot of a love shine that that love light 
on these shadows and uh and to me that is that's just taught me so much and how to work with other people too to like come in with that compassionate side for it and um and not to dwell on it you know we can like really choose to like really be happy and um yeah that's all i'll say for now putting down the stick thank you sisters thank you anna welcome so good that you could make it yeah, totally. Oh, thank thank you so much for all your shares. I, I really, you know, obviously we resonate with each other. <laughs> That's why we are here together. But yeah, just to recap, integrating the shadow instead of judging it, blaming it, feeling ashamed of it, trying to get rid of it, you know, and, and so on and so forth. I, I totally resonate with that. And, and that some of you mentioned that this integration is happening through love and compassion and embracing it and bringing it back into that love and light you know that is our essence and uh, and the way how we are doing it is we are letting go of the fear you know that we are holding that is not allowing to to be in that love you know that is our true nature so um yeah really good um stuff here being shared i would like to move into some favorite tools uh, in the shadow work what we are using utilizing in our processes and also we all call space you know for clients for others and uh, yeah, I, I know you all obviously, so I know that this is gonna go towards like healing an altered state of consciousness in a, in a way as definitely, you know, me coming from more classical psychology, you know, and that background and focusing on mental processes and then going into, um, you know, more alternative modalities, more holistic modalities. Um, the, one of the first training that I did was breathwork. And uh, this was at that time holotrope breathwork, which Dr. Stanislav Grof, uh, the, the father of transpersonal psychology, he developed basically and the reason you know why they did it which is like i think super interesting like he was you know the father of psychedelic assisted therapy and they used lsd in a therapeutic context but then because it went illegal and stuff this totally went underground so he was like okay what can we do that will you know have people to go into that non-ordinary state of consciousness that lsd did for people but you know you don't need to use a substance so with holotrope breathwork and other type of breathwork practices obviously it's possible to to affect brain function the brain waves and to to change you know states of consciousness so with breathwork uh, uh, the type of breathwork i'm doing is not holotrope it's called clarity breathwork actually but what what it does it brings you to this theta state of of um which is kind of like a half hypnotic state when 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 there is more neuroplasticity and you can access you know deeper things that you would normally have a lot of resistance towards so um yeah one of my favorite tools is definitely breath work to to process trauma especially emotional trauma to process emotions just to uh, help 
people to to educate them to use breathing and their own breath to breathe in a certain way when they feel emotionally overwhelmed and also to access you know deeper sensitive wounding that is covered by a lot of resistance or denial i find this is one of the amazing tools it's safe you know every, everybody can do it every people you know you can do it anywhere it's very simple i find it very accessible and uh, definitely that would be something that I always use. And then another of my favorite tool is like a type of compassionate inquiry, which, which more is similar to method of Byron Katie, the work, you know, when you inquire to and, and, and examine reflecting on beliefs and shifting, you know, limiting beliefs and become aware and transforming beliefs. I think this is su such a crucial part of shadow work, you know, to work on our belief system because obviously the, the framework projected by the mind, that's what determines our experience. So uh, I find, you know, that type of work that is asking a lot of questions is more helpful for people to uncover unconscious beliefs and to, to um, you know, be reconnected to their own truth, you know, beyond the conditioning. And then obviously on the, on the spiritual um, aspect, you know, I, you know, I'm big advocate of plant medicines <clears throat> simply because I feel that, um, you know, it's a very good tool to go to the core wounding, you know, within a short amount of time to access, you know, wounds that maybe with other modalities would take longer or, or it would be maybe not accessible at all so but again you know this is not everybody's path and it's not for everybody this is something you know that i'm passionate about at this moment and um yeah so we're gonna share about all of these more so i'm just yeah passing this stick to alex and we want to hear about your magic and how do you do your shadow work sister <laughs> thank you and thank you everyone for all of your amazing shares it's been really great just like seeing everyone flow. <laughs> um, so keeping in theme with my previous share, um, I really have been integrating that soul work into my shadow work in a way where it's honoring the soul of the situation first and finding that deepest forgiveness. Because when we're in forgiveness, we're in our humility, we're releasing the ego, when we're offering forgiveness, we're releasing the ego. When we're asking for forgiveness, we're releasing the ego. We're also activating that deepest compassion in our hearts, which is also opening, you know, the divine will inside of us. And the heart is the receiver of all the messages. So we're really opening ourselves up more. And, you know, I've really been working with the Tao and um, understanding Chinese um, traditional medicine and integrating that spirituality into my practices. And so also, you know, understanding the elements within us, you know, like for example, the unbalanced emotional elements of fire element is depression and anxiety, which is often what is the reaction of the trauma, of the loop, of the narrative. It's this thing that runs through us and it begins to manifest in other ways. And so to balance the fire element within us, you know, the teaching is that we need to open the spiritual heart. 
So when we begin to open the spiritual heart in a way, we're like soul to soul, like I'm forgiving this person who like in my human 3D life, I think about them and I'm like, ah, or like, you know, there's just that like, I'm so mad, like fire element, you know? And, and so it's acknowledging that you have that human aspect that's still processing and purifying. But if you go to the soul of the situation, so in those moments when something comes up, for me, I'm like, okay, dear mind, heart, body, soul of this person. Like I forgive you on a soul level. I forgive you. You forgive me, love, peace, harmony. And just getting back to that soul imprint that is so much love and joy and being able to put the human stuff aside and just going right to that soul to soul practice, the other stuff will start to transform. And so then the integration becomes a lot easier. And this has been something I've been doing for myself um, as well as teaching my clients. And, and this came from my teacher, Dr. Masu Zigong Shah, of course. And yeah, it's just been like life-changing and it's as simple as writing a forgiveness letter, scribing to the soul of whatever it is that you're, and this is not just to human to human, like, cause every inanimate object and concept has a soul. So the soul of my business, the soul of my land, the soul of this thing, the soul of the soul of the relationship between me and the feminine in general, you can begin to look at things structured in that way and just go into the forgiveness and um and that's really just been open it, it's almost seamless like I just I'm like that that's the thing I do and then everything else will work out <laughs> so yeah it's been really good thank you thank you sister passing the stick to Carmel <laughs> okay so um, so for me, the tools that I use, so I come from a more westernized sort of ish background um, and, the, and my primary work is EMDR. I mean, that's my trauma based therapy work, therapeutic work. I've done it for many, many, many years. But as a spiritual soul that gets naturally impressed within the environment. So the idea in EMDR is that people come with their known traumas that they want to work on or triggers, and we process that. And what's so beautiful about free association, which is what EMDR allows, is that the, the subconscious mind or the unconscious mind starts to come through organically. And it gets deeper and deeper, and they start to reveal more and more about the hidden aspects of their psyche. And they, it's what's so wonderful is when we get those aha moments when we're processing of the linkage of what led to what and how and why and when and where. And such a forgiveness happens. It's beautiful when Alexandra was talking about forgiveness because what happens in my work or what I witness and what I know within myself is that forgiveness is organic. It just seems to unfold so naturally. Um, and it shocks, often shocks my clients that, that they can come back and say, you know, what I was feeling for all those years, it, it's gone. I, I just don't, it's weird. It's just, and I'm like, okay. Um, and how does that feel that it's gone? Well, I can't quite believe it. And well, let's test it out a bit more. You know, what would you like to do next about that? And just kind of lovingly and gently allowing the forgiveness of space to evolve. Um, so it isn't always conscious, which is really, really interesting for me. It's a, often it comes up from the unconscious when we're not expecting it. 
and shows up. That's very, very beautiful. Um, and of course, the other tools is the space that we hold for the other. We are there in union together. And for me personally, to entrust another human being with my pain, with my shit, with my judgments and my perceptions and my criticisms and to become naked metaphorically and to allow that in the process in with another in and of itself is such a humbling experience for me and invariably for the people I work with. So there's such a grace. There is such a grace when we literally uncover our shadow. And the shadow, I always go to the dark night of the soul because of course that's where the shadow is that it's, if we like it, it's maybe it's biggest or it's grandest. And the shadow also, we were talking earlier about the shadow getting a bad press, but of course it's from those shadows that we actually grow. You know, if we didn't have the shadow, not a lot's gonna happen. So in a way, again, there's a there's a a real sense of I want to say gratitude to the shadow because it enables me to go beyond what is comfortable, what is necessary. And, and personally speaking, I've had about 25 dark nights of the soul and I think I've got about probably 400 more coming. So good luck on that, Carmel. But, you know, when it comes, it comes. And... Um, and that's also really important that we are always opening ourselves to a deeper space, a deeper space, a deeper space. Yeah. Do I think it's infinite? Probably. That's scary, but important. So um, with love, I'm going to pass another stick to Bonnie and say, Bonnie, with love. One stick. So beautiful, everyone. Wow. I just keep jotting down more and more things that everybody's saying. And uh, so much is coming to, to mind, of course, but I want to try to get it all into uh, one succinct, um, yeah, paragraph. <laughs> Probably going to be more than a paragraph, but. Um, so the way that I work, I'm, I'm trained in the shamanic tradition. And so when we're going into the shadows, we're essentially traveling into what might be called the underworld. And in this place is where we can do the, the deep work and, and essentially call recall parts of our soul. Uh, the fragmented parts of our soul. And I, I do see a shadow often as a part of the soul that has fragmented off. And it's now there's a place of like emptiness there. Um, so I do, of course, a lot of medicine work with people. I'm a big believer in ayahuasca. Grandmother ayahuasca is one of the most fantastic and not always gentle ways of showing us our shadows, our heavy density stuff that we're ready to shed. And uh, I 
there, there's other medicines also, even, even Bufo. Uh, when I've worked with people with Bufo, uh, a lot of shadows will come up. Uh, and I, I also really like to work with psilocybin in the microdose form to help people very gently start to uncover the heavy emotions and, and the heavy dark stuff and allow it to arise. In my sessions with clients, I'm a big believer in moving stuff out through the voice, through sound and through movement. And in the work, we, we always call in the light of our highest self and the inner healer, the light of the higher self being the inner healer. And we access that by going into the space of the now. Uh, and so, you know, we can describe that in so many ways, right? Like non-ordinary state of consciousness, theta wave state, quantum space, the forgiveness space, soul land, as my teacher Ramdas would always call it. Alexandra, when you were speaking earlier, you kept reminding me of Ramdas saying, like, when we're in soul land, like, let's be in soul land where only love and, you know, forgiveness and compassion exists. So we travel essentially as the light of our highest selves and into this, the space of the now. And in that space, we recall things. Sometimes we know exactly where we're going. Sometimes we think we know exactly where we're going and then we go somewhere else. <laughs> I'm sure you can see everybody nodding, you know. Sometimes we don't, we don't really know where we're going, uh, but, you know, certainly we do end up going somewhere something presents. A lot of times I'll do that somatically. So if we're having the, like there's a real obstacle or some resistance, start going into the places in the body. Well, where are we feeling? So what's lighting up in the body right now? What part of the body is calling out? And then moving into that space with the light of our pure awareness and then seeing what arises. Um, so often what arises is a past version of the self that has had some sort of trauma. Uh, for example, sometimes I will have clients who come who are very scared that perhaps there's there's been like a, a faceless person or a faceless entity or a masked entity that that's kind of always lingering around. And we can go into the space where they are safe and they're in their light of the highest self and they're in their highest power. And we are able to then shine the light of our highest self on that and they discover what that is. So it might have been a, uh, you know, someone who abused them or someone who shamed them or rejected them. Uh, so many things, of course, can, can come up in these spaces. But I find that if we travel into that timeless space of the now and we confront our shadow there, we see our shadow, we embrace our shadow, we love it in whatever form it's, it's coming, uh, the, it's exponentially, it's like passing, it's like pressing the fast forward button and uh, we can exponentially illuminate in that place. And again, recall, recall that lost fragmented part of our soul and integrate and bring it back into wholeness. And that's where I see we are on this, on this journey where 
we're returning to wholeness. And that is actually a definition of integration that I came across one time as a return to wholeness. And I, I really love that. So for me, you know, all in all shadow work is about returning to wholeness. And there are so many ways that we can go there. Uh, and at the end of the day, I think we're all going to the same place, whether it be through our holotropic breath work or hypnotherapy or rattles and drums or medicine work. <laughs> uh, we can go there in so many ways. And, it's, and then as long as we're held in the safe space to do the work, um, we do it and it, and it works. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, sister. Yeah, totally. That's why we are having this roundtable because there are so many paths leading to the same place and we are all different and we resonate maybe with different tools or we are ready for different things at certain times. And that's why we are sharing all these paths here. But ultimately, yeah, it all, you know, goes to the same place. So passing the stick to Anna, love. Thank you. Yeah, I think um, I like to, more than anything, just, just hold a really safe container for people to talk things through. And, and it's so beautiful, like the clicks and the aha moments just from them talking and just holding that safe space. And, and like Alex said, like the forgiveness, you know, the reminding of like forgiving ourselves, forgiving others, the compassion that comes with that. And the reminder that like, we're all just doing the best we can with what we have been enlightened to with what we know. And, you know, with traumas and stuff like that, especially like inner child traumas, all these things like, like, these people that, you know, hurt us, they're, they're doing the best that they can. And, um, and that reminder, and one tool that I really like to do to to take people on these journeys is is uh, the drum. Is there's a, a drum beat that it takes you to that theta state, like Nina was talking about the breath work. It's very similar, and and you can man incredible journeys that people have gone through to find these shadows, to find the root of these shadows, to find their triggers and different healing. Um, yeah, I've been working with the drum a lot lately and I, it's really, really been incredible. But all these things, ayahuasca especially, um, really brings these shadows up and, and helps us release them and heal them. Um, yeah, um, yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's me putting down the stick. Thank you, Anna. Yeah, I, I so resonate and agree with all that you're saying. Yeah, passing the stick to you, Alex. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. I just wanted to, um, to go off of something that Anna said about allowing there to be space. Um, because, you know, a lot of people listening to this recording might be in this line of service, holding space, you know, and, and I don't think that there's enough emphasis on what she said that we really do need to allow people like we don't have any business like mucking around in someone else's karma you know but it is our job to hold that mirror up with love and compassion and radical forgiveness and yeah in and, and you know even if you know like releasing the ego and just asking the questions that they maybe need to hear 
to get to that place for themselves. Like there's, you know, it's like waking up and all of your dreams coming true and being like, I don't, I don't have this, the, the, the struggle. I don't have the adversity. I don't have this, the, the hero story of how I got here, you know, and we don't want it. And that's something that's been a deep lesson for me as well. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to thank Anna for mentioning that. Cause I think, I don't think that we, with this, you know, big, you know, awakening of everyone wanting to be of service and opening their channels and all these things. That's great. But um, this just, it's the reminder of the integrity. So thank you, Anna. Absolutely. Thank you for emphasizing that. And uh, I think that's why all women sit here because it's a little bit more natural, maybe, you know, not saying that a man cannot hold a very nurturing, safe place. Obviously they can, but, you know, for women, because of our nature, I think it's more, you know, uh, somehow instinctual some way. And uh, I think that's all I do, you know, for my clients. Like, I really feel that most of my work is like when they are freaking out, it's just like, it's okay. It's okay to feel like, <laughs> you know, like you're not alone this will pass this is you know just remember why is this happening let just you know breathe into that and you know it's just really really that you know to to ease those moments when there is fear and there is intensity and there can be a lot of resistance or confusion and uh, yeah it's just like the container that is just you know uh, having that safe container so you can surrender rather than resist you know in these difficult moments i think that is that is what it is really you know the healing and 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 those people who have these gifts you know and they also cultivated their gifts you know to hold these spaces is just such a service you know i think you know at this time to to humanity so gratitude shout out to all the healers and space holders for this for this work <clears throat> and uh, I would like to go a little like a deeper <clears throat> aspect of shadow work because I think maybe many of the listeners also who listen to this podcast um, already, you know, familiar with some form of shadow work. You did some work on yourself. You have experience. And even though I feel, you know, everybody has their unique path and experience, but still, you know, we are all in the same boat in a way and we kind of go through the same kind of stories you know in a way so when you start doing this type of work very shortly you know what surfaces for people is you know trauma that's coming from childhood so that's why we mentioned like uh, most of us mentioned inner child work and that's something that you cannot go around because a lot of trauma occurs you know during that time and then or primary relationships with our mother and father or the representatives of that energy you know that creates a basic wiring and mindset and you know it's just very very influential and and it also kind of determines our you know relationship to the masculine and feminine and <clears throat> so um we all go through these phases okay inner child uh, working with your past working with your family or in immediate environment and those relationships who determined kind of informed really who you are and then my experience was that you kind of you know i'm not saying that i processed all that because maybe not but definitely on my path i felt definite shift when my story went from the more personal into like a more ancestral and then more collective layer of healing you know so um i would like to share a very interesting story what sparked me 
you know, what sparked the whole idea of, you know, deeper level of trauma, because we all talk about, you know, there is like abuse, there's sexual abuse, physical abuse, and then, you know, beyond that, there is very, like a lot of talk about emotional, mental abuse, and then there is obviously spiritual abuse or, or, or energetic, you know, somehow abuse on the soul level or trauma that can occur on that level. So um, long story short, when I was 12 and I had my first menstrual cycle, I was introduced to this excruciating pain, which basically would go down every month that I would just like vomit and pass out from the pain. And that would be like, just check out. So um, they couldn't find anything physically wrong with me. My body was okay. My physical body was okay. My organs were working fine. They did all kinds of examinations. They couldn't find any physical reason why I would be in that level of pain, literally as a child every month. So they put me on all kinds of pills and contraceptive and so on and so forth. And, and then later when I became a teenager and I, I learned you know, English and then we had internet and I had access to more information I went more into, you know, alternative holistic healing, anything that you can imagine. I try, obviously, you know, to relieve the pain. So, and, and I could handle it to, to, like, it did improve, you know, in my life to the extent that I wouldn't vomit or faint anymore, but I would be on like super hardcore, strong painkillers the first day. And I would just be in bed, literally. I couldn't work. I couldn't go anywhere. I was super sensitive and I was still in pain, just not maybe that excruciating that I used to experience. And it was just like a bizarre thing for me. It was just like, there was absolutely no explanation of why is this happening? Apart from my mother just saying, oh, well, I used to have really bad, you know, cycles as well, very, very painful. And my grandmother too. So there was this family story, you know, how they all been in pain. There was this story that my grandmother, when she birthed my mother, that was like such a horrific experience for her. Uh, I don't know the details, but, you know, I just know that it was so bad that she didn't look at my mother for three days. You know, she didn't touch her. She was like, <laughs> I don't like you because you did this to me kind of thing, you know? And then, so it's interesting, I have a sister in my blood family, and she didn't have pain at all. So like, no pain at all, like fine, but me and then my mother and grandmother that I was aware of, there was like, you know, this pain, and then they said, okay, once you have a child, it's going to be better, but I, I never had a child. So I was like, I better not wait for that. So long story short, when I went to Peru with the medicine, the medicine was able to really help me to, to go into the root of this wounding and what was shown to me uh, that for some reason, I was holding this memory of pain of not just in my lineage, but it was more collective. Somehow it felt like the pain of women on, in the world. I, I don't wanna say all, you know, all because obviously you couldn't bear all that, but it felt like a lot, you know, it felt like more than one person. It felt like more, even more than one lineage. So what, what, what I was shown that somehow I chose to take this piece of collective memory or pain to hopefully to heal it, I guess, you know, why, I, otherwise why would I carry? But I wasn't aware of this. 
every month I would have my cycle, this memory of pain would activate, which was literally a memory of pain that I never experienced physically in this lifetime. And that pain was like, you know, it's hard to describe, hopefully this wouldn't trigger so much the, the listeners, but I literally felt that I am being sexually assaulted. That's how the pain felt to me, you know? So even though I was alone physically in my space, but the, the physical sensations and the experience and even sometimes images would come up to me was like a violent assault, you know, happening. And, uh, so as I was, you know, shown this and become aware of this memory and how I was somehow holding that in my energy field and kind of being stuck with it and kind of recreating and not finding a way how to process it or how to release it, you know, in my whole life, I was shown, you know, how I can process it and release it. And I did that and, uh, and that pain disappeared, you know, from my, my life, my body just like that you know it just went away and and it was amazing it was absolutely an amazing experience for me and I I attracted a lot of clients who have not just chronic disease but something that is is going through the lineage you know like epilepsy like a certain type of autoimmune or something you know and I really working with these people as well I found that often is is goes back into a like a spiritual trauma you know or a collective and that's where you know they because I already did all the holistic healing I was a vegan I did my yoga I did meditate I did all the healing modalities that I can do and I still had the pain you know like so I was like what is going on here when when um, so my point is really here that sometimes very chronic things that's what I'm kind of my instinct was it can be because the wounding is on that very deep level that maybe you know you need time and resources to access or maybe we are not ready to access that layer uh, but this can kind of explain it to me why certain type of conditions are not improving even though the, the individual does a lot of work on the physical mental emotional level you know but still somehow you know the real issue was not addressed so yeah I really want to hear about your experiences with this and uh, yeah I know that some of you have some special abilities you know to to go into these realms and to to uncover information and to guide others so looking forward to hear about that giving the stick to Alex Thank you. Um, Mina, can you just, can you, um, forgive me, um, can you be clear on what the, what the reflection is, like what you're asking, like what, I'm not quite sure what I'm answering. Yeah, it's just really like, you know, spiritual trauma. So we talk about uh, like childhood trauma and, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. emotional, <laughs> so just going to the soul level as what you were talking about. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah, so I guess a little bit um, of a story. So for me, you know, I really do believe that, you know, our soul like kind of stands there at the board when it's like going into its next life. And it's like, okay, I'll take this trauma. I can handle this. I can clear that. And it's just kind of like picking all these lists of blockages and traumas that it's going to come in. And, you know, our soul is like, you know, for lack of better words, assigned to transmute these things so that we can be of service in some way to help that. 
Um, and that happened for me really young. I, you know, my mom got sick. I saw the balance of the masculine and, and imbalance of the masculine and feminine, like at a really young age, like, like five, four, four or five years old. My mother was sick with cancer, um, breast cancer. And then, you know, I really, I remember being, you know, at her funeral and I remember standing there at like six years old and being like, she died because of her heart. Like I knew, you know, like everyone on that, and when I was younger, they talked to me as if I was an adult. So I knew everything there, there was to know about what exactly she was going through in regards of treatment and what was happening to her body. And, um, that, you know, mom and dad were separated because of this and that, and like, they spoke to me in that way, but I, I had this knowing at six years old, I was like, no, she died because she was sad and, and broken. And, um, and then I continued to see that in my father. And then of course, you know, like not about 10, 11 years later, he got sick with stomach cancer, which also embodies that divine masculine. So both the masculine and feminine, you know, counterpoints, like I saw what the deepest of emotional ancestral trauma can do to someone. I watched them wither away in that. And I remember, you know, before my dad passed, I was like, I'm going to help people heal themselves of cancer. And like, I'm going to help people with cancer. And he was like, okay, well, we better get you in science and math class. And I was like, <laughs> I was like that's not going to be necessary. Um, and um, so it's really funny because when people are asked like, oh, what did you want to do when you grew up? I was like, I'm doing it. Like, I'm doing exactly what I said I was going to do when I was like seven years old. Um, so yeah, it's just been this thing that's always been really real for me, which of course, you know, it's like I said, I've been saying that, you know, it's like just getting to the soul of it first can really just help you bypass. I think that it's old paradigm to kind of think that we need like the men, like, oh, mind over matter. And it's like, do we not have more powerful technology at this point? Like, are we not more activated in a place of love? Look at all the medicines we have. Look at the, all the powerful teachers we have at this point. We're like one of your friends is likely to be this like open divine channel. And it's not this like, you know, um, big, I mean, not so much, it's not, not a big deal, but it is as well, you know, that there's so many people who are opening up to this purity in these ways. So yeah, it's really powerful to see. It's really powerful to see everyone having these understandings and yeah, it's just, it's deep, you know, but then once you get to that, there's just all this freedom. Like I see the sign behind you saying, I am the dreamer. It's like, it's like, like I said, it's like, once you understand it in this way, it's not a big cloud over our heads. Like, it's just like, oh, my soul chose this. Ah, I see. Okay. That changes things, right? Maybe I'll have some gratitude. Um, but yeah, so thank you for that. And um, just as yeah, Alex, don't don't put the stick down because I want to just, you know, okay. uh, ask you about uh, you have some very nice tools, you know, to work on that level. You channel some light language, you have yeah. some powerful prayers and some powerful yeah. forgiveness practices. Do you want to share a couple of little gems, you know, with the people that what you do to work on that level, you know, to help you? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Thank you. So actually this calligraphy behind me, I was actually just tracing it for about 30 minutes before um, we got on this call and I was doing some yin practices. And so um, I've really been connecting to the Tao. And, and when I say the Tao, I don't mean Taoism, but I just mean oneness um, and deep karmic law. And, you know, in the law of Shen Qi Jing, which all of these Eastern practices, you know, abide by is that everything is made up of soul, matter and energy. Our deepest healing comes from symbolism, symbology, 
you know? So there's like, you know, where we put our hands is where the healing happens. Like we heal our physical body and our chi, the matter and the chi. And then through mantras and singing, we can, you know, go into the energy of things and really connect. But then it's those symbols that really bring us into that Shen medicine, into the soul medicine. So when we work with powerful symbology like this one, that you see that it's Mandarin and usually the symbols are separate. This is one. So this is a powerful um, healing calligraphy called Ibiza, and it means one stroke calligraphy. And this lineage specifically was passed down to my teacher from one of the last lineage holders of the healers of the emperors in China. And so I just, I trace calligraphy and I pray to the calligraphies and essentially, you know, when we're with the calligraphies, we're with the Tao Chung, which means the light field. So it's really, and, and maybe it's not calligraphy for you, but whatever it is, it's stepping into a field and receiving the symbology of it and, and working with it to, to imprint your soul. That's why I keep being like, ah, the soul is the boss, the soul is the boss, because it's like, a, it's just like, just go to that level and, and not suffer, you know, it's, and I think that in this shadow work, I think that a lot of the time there are people who've been through so much they find these ways because it gets to a certain point. Like, trust me, if you've been through enough trauma and you know, I've had people literally, I've told them my stories and they've literally responded to me like, Oh, I probably would have killed myself. <laughs> cool. Like, okay. <laughs> what do I say to that? And I think it's people like with those stories who find these ways a little bit easier because it's like, I have to let go completely of what I can see and touch and just accept that there's this other reality going on. Because if not, I don't know if I'll, I don't know if I can hold on to that, you know? And, and so I really love these ways. I love the people that I've met in this community, in the community of working with calligraphy, because they're always really people who just like get it, you know? And it's like, oh yeah. So yeah, it's changed my life. And thank you for Nina for asking me about it. We've been doing some work with the calligraphy as well. And so it's really nice to share that with you and integrate it into other circles. So thank you for creating that space. Thank you, love. Yeah, thank you for sharing. So powerful. I love calligraphy. I practice a little bit, but I, I would like to go deeper. And just, you know, the simplicity, I, I just want to connect to that, Alex, that you said that the, the symbols, working with symbols and doing just something very simple. Uh, for me, it's like prayer, you know, I mean, what you say is praying, right? It's in, 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 in with tracing, you are present. But prayer, a type of prayers that I often do is building altars, you know, to do an altar in nature, like an earth altar, just from leaves or flowers or rocks or whatever is, is in your surrounding and, and just, you know, to create this altar with the intention and to, to do whatever feels right to me you know sometimes i bury things underneath you know sometimes i i burn things and pour the ashes on it like whatever it doesn't have to be something you know religious or or, or some you know uh, uh thing that that you follow necessarily it can be very orga organic but again i think prayer is one of most powerful way of healing of you putting your intention you know and, and calling in, you know, the, the powers of the universe to assist you with that is, I found it super uh, powerful. And for me personally, what 
helped me a lot with healing, you know, my womb space and this pain that I was carrying is planting my moon blood and learning these red road practices of how women can work with this very powerful medicine that is the moon blood and to use it to to heal ourselves and heal the earth and bring healing into to the lineages so yeah and I'm gonna give the stick to Carmel and I want to hear if you want to sister share a little bit about your psychic stuff that you are doing because I think that is awesome and that just gives you know something very special to the work that you are you're creating yeah so it's interesting when we talk about spiritual because it's again so many levels and so many layers and and so many ways that it can show up in an unexpected way um and growing up um from a very young age, my mother would wait, and she was an opera singer in her youth, but, and, and a very good one, and she would wake me up in the middle of the night with the top C, and I would go running in, eyes wide open, what's going on, what's happened, and she'd be sitting bolt upright, saying, oh, I've just had a bad dream, it's okay, go to bed, and I'd go back, and my heart would be pounding, I'd be traumatized by the screen, but this happened for years and years and years, and then at some point I realized that she was, I got old enough to realize that these weren't dreams. She was actually having visitations and the visitations that she was getting were not that nice, uh, unfortunately. And she spent a lot of years cleansing that part of her soul and her spirit um, so that she could at least create a safe space for her that she wasn't then um, affected by these um, malignant spirits but what it taught me as I got older in my work and I had my own experience before I got married I met came face to face with a negative talking about shadow but a very negative energy um, and that totally changed my life in a way because it attacked me and when you can't see what's attacking you and you don't know how to stop it it's the most powerless helpless position that a human being or any being can be in and afterwards I realized it happened the night before my wedding as well which was pretty profound and I ended up sleeping in bed with my parents so I had my mother on one side and I was reciting prayers all through the rest of the night I did go through my wedding I had a wonderful day but it it scarred me and what it taught me is that I became very traumatized by it because I felt so helpless and powerless to something I could not see. So, um, and I found out later from the people that I stayed with that they'd had the house exercised twice and that this entity certainly had returned. Um, I was fully aware of that. And it was what they were called dark magic. So, you know, we're talking about shadow, we're talking about light, um, and this was a very interesting experience, not an easy one, but obviously I, I, I needed to understand it because in my work now, I work a lot with people who have paranormal trauma. And, and in our world today, well, certainly in my world, most people either would lock you up if you started saying that you have paranormal trauma <clears throat> or they would denounce it or deny it or put you on some medication. So in many ways, I feel very blessed that I understand, I know what it is. And so I welcome people who have this haunted storyline, which again, spirituality can come from our heritage, it comes from our ancestry, and it can also come from 
the other dimensions that we live in or live around, the, the unseen world as well as the seen world. So, um, but growing up in that environment, obviously I, I realized very early that I had certain gifts that we all have, not all of us choose to, to work on them, but psychic gifts or mediumship gifts. So I have the uh, ability to see the dead and talk to them as well. And I believe that was because of my mother's experience. And that also enables me that to just be open that, that there are so many layers in life and to keep all those layers open and to keep all our options open and our heart open. And when I get someone who comes to me who says, oh, you believe me, you believe me. This is the first time in my life that, you, that I've met anybody that believes I actually had this experience for years. I was haunted at home, I was bombarded. And we will process it like we process any trauma, but it is a, it is a paranormal spiritual trauma. So part of my research now is beginning to think about, can we open that door even more and help people on a, on a much wider scale of how to heal those kind of traumas, those kind of shadow elements that show up in the world as well. Um, yeah, so for me, it's a real privilege to do that work. Thank Bonnie? you for your service, sister. <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome. And, and yeah, just great. Um, big gratitude for you creating these spaces because I totally agree there is still such a stigma on it. You know, today people even talking about these things and, and these things are real, you know, and they exist and it's it's part of embracing all aspects of ourself and, and to bring back to that wholeness as, as Bonnie said, passing the stick to you, Bonnie sister. Wow, I'm blown away by, <laughs> by all of this. Just so fantastic. Oh, where to start? So uh, just to follow up with uh, what Carmel was just speaking of. First of all, thank you so much. That, that work is so needed. And it's, it's not something that, that uh, even if we believe it, that we necessarily know how to guide and navigate someone through that. Uh, so thank you. Now I know where to send some of those people if, I, <laughs> if they come to me. Uh, so I do work with dark entities, with uh, things that have attached uh things like that and and for that i use primarily a crystal so uh, a vocal crystal and uh invite basically the entities to be released and uh also i work with the medicine combo the frog medicine and i find that's a very effective way of purging a lot of dark entity like things that we're, are not us and we're never us. Um, and, and speaking to that, you know, one thing that I really like to bring to light for people when we're doing shadow work is the, the identification with the shadow is who we are. So, you know, I'm, I'm this, I'm that. Well, who, who is that? You know, who, who is, depressed, who is 
suicidal, who is traumatized. Uh, and, and I find that at the, at the root of so many of the shadows is this, these sense of not worthy, not good enough, hopeless and helpless, and loneliness. And, and so again, I, I, I like to ask that question when I hear these things, these statements being made like, I'm not good enough, I'm helpless, I'm hopeless. Who, who, is, who is that? Because it's not the pure eternal source of self that's helpless, hopeless, not good enough, not worthy, right? It's, it's, it's an egoic construct. It's a, it's a belief system. There's, it's the shadow that, that is that. It's not the I, the, tr the true I, who we are when we peel away the identities, the stories, the roles, the belief systems, the egoic constructs. And so I like to empower people to come into that light of their highest selves where they begin to identify with the true I. And from that place, I like to empower them to go in and be their own inner healers. So for example, when I travel into a space with somebody who is working on and healing an ancestral trauma, uh, and we're calling in, say, their mother or grandmother or all the women or could be any anybody, you know. Um, yes, a lot of times I'm channeling light language. A lot of times my fingers are moving and I'm rattling and I'm pulling stuff out and stuff is happening. But I like to engage them in that process, too. So as the light of their higher selves, I like to direct them, you know, where does your mom say it hurts or where is she holding that oh well it hurts in her stomach you know okay well let's go and let's place place our hands there on her belly you know and then let's let's move counterclockwise and open that space and just basically teach the simple tools that that we're doing to to uh open up these energetic spaces to remove things and then to shine the light of love and forgiveness and compassion and all of that into the space and then sew it up or heal it. And so then people are able to realize like, oh, it's actually me who's the healer. It's not you, Bonnie, right? I'm just there as the guide and the, the assistant. Uh, and then from that place, they're, they're really able to make a profound shift because they start to see like, Oh, the true I is the I that is not helpless, is not hopeless, is absolutely worthy, is absolutely super powerful, and absolutely is the alchemist and can can do the healing. Uh, so I find that to be a really one of my favorite ways to to do the work these days. And I and I I find that you know it, again like uh, Alexandra was saying. Sometimes it's, it's mantra. Uh, sometimes it's just allowing sounds and voice, uh, which travels across all the, the three-dimensional, four-dimensional spaces. And so when we, make to, when we begin to make, allow our bodies to make sound, it, it travels into all of the realms of 
of all the parallel universes and we can heal all of that just with our the 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 medicine of our own voice and our own sound um so yeah so many things i also just wanted to acknowledge to the prayer uh and 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 bringing people into prayer and how that truly is alchemy and even you know i sometimes read christian literature and they talk about the science of prayer sometimes and and the studies that have been done on prayer and how, and how, you know, we're bringing in intention and all of that. And of course, that's when we're also moving into that, that higher self soul level place when we're, we're working with intention and again, becoming the alchemist and the, the healer of our own experience. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, sister. Such wise words. Absolutely being your own healer. I think that's, you know, the point, whole point of it. And yeah, we all agree on that. All of us here that we are guides and kind of little shepherds, mother hands. I don't know what, you know, to help people to remember this, that you are your healer. I am my healer, you know, and we can assist each other, you know, but but we, we, we have the power and to, to uh, guide people to recognize that and to experience that, that power and to uh, gain their confidence, you know, it's, it's really so rewarding and such a special, you know, work to do. So passing the stick to Anna. Thank you. Um, one thing I like to do is to remind people too that these things come up because they want to be shifted and that they're like strong enough to shift it, that they can do this. Like they were like chosen to break these generational curses. Um, one thing I, I do the most is just the fire, you know, get them in front of the fire, bless them with cedar, like bless everything, clear everything, let them breathe and like the, and then the release that comes um i've had people where um you know like abuelas will will like appear to me like standing over them and like like come on like you can do this you know like we've chosen you you can do this and it's just so sweet to like be able to relay those messages and and like Nina was saying like they're the true healers and to like just like give that encouragement and um I know for me personally um ayahuasca has been the biggest thing to deal with these things you know something that maybe I've dealt with in my physical body or something and, and just asking her what is the root of this where did this come from and then yeah it's always it's always the lineage or it's always childhood. I just have incredible something and it's just like, wow, I would have never been able just to guess that because, you know, we, we forget, I mean, you don't forget, but we bury things. And um, yeah, she's to me, the best tool to bring up these things and get to the roots causes putting down the stick. Thank you, sister. And yeah, it's so nice to hear, you know, the sounds of the, the insects behind you from the 
forest and Anna has this amazing piece of land that she is a guardian of in Costa Rica and uh, I hope sister it's okay to share you holding this uh, beautiful space you know for ceremony on your land and creating this community and this awesome place so thank you for your service like we appreciate you so much and oh my gosh I think we can just continue for hours and hours but let's wrap it up for today and then we can just dive into a different topic next time uh, what I would like to kind of complete with is just a little side note first on black and white magic. I, I, I met a lot of people, you know, they kind of believe this love and light and my, my, one of my teacher calls it the pink fluffy cloud <laughs> and kind of in denial of this, this, the shadow aspect, which is, you know, in terms of magic, we call it black magic and white magic and that's my understanding on this is really it's the same energy being polarized and expressed in a different way. So for me, white magic is healing, which is, you know, using this, this uh, energy with the intention of healing for the benefit of all with the consent of all the people who are involved. And basically black magic is to use that energy, you know, to personal gain, you know, again, like without consent of person who is involved or even uh, with the intent to, to harm or to destroy something. So, but the energetic really, the, the energy is universal, you know, the expression is different. So <clears throat> for those people who believe in, white magic but not black magic you know my question is how is that possible <laughs> you know like if you believe on one side we we are in this dualistic plane right this this, this is the expression and as we do use white magic here, you know, to heal ourselves, to, to bring healing to the collective, there are certain beings, you know, who are, you know, using the other expression of this energy. And, you know, we, I think as healers and space holders, it's necessary that we are aware of this without judgment, you know, with compassion and love and acceptance of nature, the expression of nature on this specific plane. And we are, you know, familiar with, you know, how to bring healing, you know, to people who might have experienced uh, something um, that is the result of maybe using the energy, the, this destructive way, like black magic. And um, a lot of people, unfortunately, have experiences with that. So how can we hold space or support people's healing if we are in denial uh, and if we do not have understanding and tools, you know, how to navigate, you know, this particular area? Okay, so um, what I would like to wrap up with is an idea that I really love that one of my teacher um, brought to my attention a couple of years ago. <clears throat> and she said that healing is a collective service is the highest service that you can do Heal healing yourself you know, you are, uh, you are uh, creating, when you heal yourself, you heal your lineage, you, the, because there is no linear time, you heal your ancestors, you heal your descendants, you break the chain of pain, you know, so just by healing yourself, you are contributing to the collective healing, to breaking patterns, to cleansing humanity, to cleansing generations, you know, lineages, and, and that is just so valuable. So big shout out to, to all of you who are listening and you are doing this work. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Uh, and if you are a healer and supporting others, you know, even more bigger thank you to be a part of this process because this is what's happening, you know, that healing starts on the level of the individual because we are making up the collective, we are making up the human family. So the more we do this healing and come in back to that wholeness and that love and that illumination that we were all talking about, the more, you know, as a collective, we will be able to create a different reality that I believe will be much more present, <laughs> pleasant and loving and, and uh, nice and happy, hopefully. And that's why we are here. That's why we are sharing all this, which is, you know, such an honor to share this space with you all. So yeah, what do you think about healing as, as, as a path of, as a spiritual path, really, you know, and, and as a collective service, giving the stick to Alex? So yeah, thank you, Nina, for touching on that. And thank you for all your beautiful shares. And again, just thank you so much for creating the space as we get closer to the, the end of this container. Just thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, and yeah, just to keep it really simple, when we, like, the greatest service we can do is to heal ourselves because in doing so, it's again, like everything else falls into place. Like there's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to feel like we need to prove. There's if everyone had to, to, could do this work, the world would be such a harmonious place. So I'm just going to leave it short and simple as that, is that doing this work changes the world, changes the generations, shifts the vibration of Pachamama, heals all the planets, galaxies, and stars, like not just here, but like everywhere, right? So yeah, thank you. And thank you to everyone listening. And thank you to everyone who holds space and does even more listening. <laughs> Putting down the stick. Thank you, sister. Passing the stick to Carmel. Good, I think I've worked the unmute out by now, but no, apparently not. Um, yeah, it's an interesting question, really, isn't it? Um, I'm not sure what else there is. <laughs> I think I'll leave it there, really. <laughs> Thank you, sister. Passing the stick to Bonnie. Yeah, what a beautiful way to close. I, I'm a big fan of saying heal yourself, heal the world. It's actually like a hashtag that I <laughs> that I use quite often. <laughs> Uh, absolutely. You know, when we when we heal ourselves, we're healing for our ancestors, for the collective, for all of humanity, for the galactic uh, federations, for 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 everything. We're healing for everything. And uh, like Alexandra was saying, if we all just healed ourselves and focused on ourselves rather than trying to fix everything that's going on out here. The world would be a really harmonious and balanced and beautiful centered place. So uh, this is, I think, the highest work. It is. It is the path to enlightenment and the path to healing. It, or the path to, uh, you know, the back to the return to self and the return to wholeness is the path of healing. Which in in the shamanic world, the shaman is is learns how to heal herself. 
Um, you know, we first learn to heal ourselves, then we are able to help and guide and assist others in healing. And so, uh, yeah, what a beautiful way to, to close. Uh, when we do this work, we do it for the all. Yeah. Anna, passing you the sick sister. Thank you. Yeah, just like everyone said, you know, it's um, we need to be the change we want to see in the world. Well, what do we want to see in the world? Like it needs healing. And so, yeah, it's all this, this self healing. Um, but then also we are examples, you know, so then we have to put into action what we're, what we're saying, what we're preaching and, and uh, to quote one of my friends, Kuali, like he says, uh, you guys just, you guys process too much. Like just do, just do like, and I love that. And for some reason, I, I tie it into this because, cause yeah, we have to just like, okay, we did the healing and, and now what? Like, now we get to like, go help the world and we get to be that example and we get to change the world. Putting down the stick. Thank you so much, sisters. I so appreciate you. I love you. Thank you for being here. And let's just before our closing uh, the space, let's just uh, go around one more time. If you have <clears throat> any offerings or content that you would like to share with our audience, then uh, please do that. Uh, what I have going on right now, I have uh, a new YouTube channel, Healing and Awakening with Nina Itzel because I realized that a lot of people stopped reading. So I have this blog that nobody reads. It's this kind of video blog, like uh, YouTube version of it. And there is a lot of information, educational information I put out there completely free. And then obviously following this, this podcast or roundtable. And if you want to learn more about ayahuasca assisted therapy, I have a podcast and my offerings on avatarhealingarts.com. And currently, I uh, the next pro the next workshop that is up is an emotional release workshop that I have a container uh, for men only, and then I have a container that is open to to everybody, and and it focuses on um, helping people to understand more their emotional nature, and then giving them practical tools to help themselves to release suppressed emotion and also to express emotions in a more healthy way. So uh, yeah, go to avatarhealingarts.com slash workshops for that. And I'm going to give the stick to Alex. And what's, what, what do you have going on, sister? Thank you so much, Nina. And thank you for sharing your beautiful offerings with everyone. So if you want to get into contact with me, to anyone listening, um, you can reach out to me over Instagram at sheisyourmedicine. And in there, there's my email and a link tree. And there's a lot of free content, you know, you'll find some meditations on Spotify, you'll find a free Facebook group called the Aligned Healer. 
um, which is for other coaches and mentors and guides to start to, again, find the, the soul of their message and how to show up in a way where they can just be who they are and be that with grace. So that is there. Um, lots of free stuff in there and it's becoming a really nice community. And then for anyone who wants to work on me with me one-on-one um, in you know self-healing containers, you can just feel free to reach out to me via my email or just even through DM on Instagram. That works out great. And uh, yeah, so thank you so much. Thank you, sister. Uh, Carmel, giving you the stick, do you have anything you would like to share or any space for new people to come into your practice? So um, obviously I'm open to anyone who has paranormal trauma or any kind of trauma that's outside of the framework of what we perceive as normal, whatever that is. Um, please come and contact me. Um, I'm always open to any kind of storyline my website is www.carmelclark.com and just come and write an email and we'll get in touch thank you and also just to thank nina also and all the beautiful women here more amazing and wonderful to hear everybody's stories so i'm really because I'm, I'm a bit of a lone wolf i'm a lot on my own um so it's really nice to connect with with others and really beautiful thank you very very much thank you thank you sister i know i so appreciate you coming sharing this space with us i know that you are you know a little bit of hermit sometimes so i double appreciate you coming here and hope you will be with us next time as well bonnie my sister what's going on and we're gonna do some stuff together shortly we are we are gonna do some stuff together so we'll be i guess we'll be putting that out primarily through like facebook and instagram and on our websites uh so one of these days soon i hope my book will be coming out uh, and that is called The Place Beyond the Story. Uh, that is about my journey beginning in 2012, the quintessential dark night of the soul journey. And then a really fun uh, exploration through India and Southeast Asia and uh, meeting grandmother Ayahuasca and how I began to peel off the layers and to discover who I am beyond my stories my identities and my roles. And so I would say hopefully by the end of the summer, uh, I'm going to have that ready to go. I'm always just uh, popping up with things as they as they come in. So sometimes I'm doing embodied voice activation workshops. That's something I'm really passionate about. Uh, and uh, I often will do work on what I like to call reclaiming your inner yoni. Uh, so that's work for women uh, to establish or reconnect with uh, the space of the yoni as our guiding compass and uh, energetic life force. So uh, I don't have any of those planned at the moment. I just got through a few of those, uh, but there's always more to come. My website is IWantToHeal.com. And uh, I'm as Bonnie Davina Ma on Facebook and Instagram, and I do private work also through Zoom. Thank you, sister. Okay, so I have a, another website for you. I think Awaken and Ascend. Is that still live or that's not? 
hold on, I don't hear you. You are in mute. Yeah, thanks. Awakenascend.com is also, it goes to the same place as I want okay. to heal.com is a little easier for people to remember. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying that, sister. And we're going to put uh, all of our uh, websites and handles and, and info in the description of this episode. So yeah, don't worry if you didn't catch the exact words, we, we're going to include all of that. Okay, Anna giving you the stick club. I'm um, a little behind in the times and something I'm working on right now, all this social stuff. Um, <laughs> so I should. You can always email me at proton or at anawaterbird at protonmail.com. Um, I hold space before, during, and after ceremonies um, with peyote and with ayahuasca and, and help people through their journey. It's, uh, I hold a safe space. So anybody ever wanting to come and like truly have a safe experience, um, I'm very particular, very, very particular who comes on the land here and does things. And um, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll get into gear and, <laughs> and actually have like online stuff soon. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sister. We are all on that journey. And absolutely, I had the privilege to sit with you on your land, plant some seeds together. What a beautiful experience. So yeah, all of you, especially if you are out there as a first timer, I would say that never did medicine, but really called to work with medicine. Definitely connect with Anna or Bonnie, please, who are holding both like amazing, safe, really high vibe places, you know, for people and uh, yeah with this i think we are complete so i'm just gonna close our space with a short meditation and send all these good vibes out into the world so let's just close our eyes and take some breath and come into this place of gratitude for these connections this place everything that was shared I'm just sending all this information, all this energy into the world, into the cosmos with the intention to help support, awaken and heal ourselves, heal the human family, heal Mother Earth and just bring healing whenever, wherever we need it. We are sending some prayers to clear the path to all the people who this message would serve so they can receive this message, this roundtable, this recording. We are sending out prayers and invitation to all the people who need our medicine so they can connect with us. We are seeing the world and ourselves as already whole and healed. We are grateful to be here together in this moment now 
are slowly come back whenever you're ready open your eyes you can come off mute and just say your goodbyes thank you thank you thank you love you love you love you thank you so much everyone so beautiful lovely sharing space with you were awesome i learned so much thank you thank you thank you thank you sisters have a wonderful magical afternoon evening and yeah talk to you soon see you soon love you you. bye